You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, David Leo, and today we have David Maxwell joining us from Launceston for his series, Are You Listening? Welcome, David, or Max. That's well. Max and Leo, remember? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no worries. Good, good to see you or hear you today, Leo. And you too. Yeah, it's good to have you back with us this week. Each week you've been sharing a different proverb for our listeners. So what proverb do you have for us today? Today my last proverb for this series is Proverbs 8 and verse 5 to 9. I'm going to read it in the New King James. Okay. It says, O oh, you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools... Be of an understanding heart. I'm having trouble reading it this morning. Uh, Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things, for my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. This Mm. is clearly God speaking. Um, it's not talking about me, but it's talking about God and his wisdom. And I thought that's a really good verse or passage to read today because we're, we've been talking about are you listening? Uh, have we been listening to God? Have we been listening to the messages that his Holy Spirit's been giving us? Mm. And the importance of knowledge and wisdom is that God has it, but he's willing to share it with us. And today there's going to be lots of information, but we need to be careful uh, today in the world with all the information we have, right. whether, it's, whether it's accurate or not. Uh, we get emails, we get texts. Uh, every day you get some message that says, click here. Uh, I've had so many prizes, uh, I just haven't claimed them. <laughs> You know, uh, I, I get. I You've think ten thousand dollars. Oh yes, yes. I think last week I won uh, an air fryer and uh, iPhone and a uh, whole bunch of other wow. things, but I didn't bother going and collecting mm. them. So I figured if if I've won it, you can send it to me. Anyway, so there's all of this misinformation, and uh, I, I constantly get. The final message emails. This is the final time. I really wish it was the final time you got in touch with me about my antivirus. I, know what you're that about. I, I don't own that antivirus anyway. <laughs> <laughs> By now, people should know not to click on links in emails because it's the it's the number one, or, or in text, it's the number one way that scammers get a hold of your information. Mm. Generally, what you go, you do is you go to the genuine site yourself. Don't follow a link, you know, go to the actual um, internet site yourself and then log into your own account. Don't follow a link to log in. And then we get the information. So we've got to go to the genuine site. Um, Proverbs 8, 5 and 9 is a good lead in text for today's program because uh, understanding God yourself, that's the title of today's one, summarizes what we've seen so far in this series and how you can continue to find out more about God from his word, which we'll see shortly. Mm. 
Well, you can also catch us through the Faith FM app. The, the other, the other episodes that David's gone through. It's going to be a, um, a summary this, this morning. Uh, but, uh, the Faith FM app that you can download from the App Store or Faith FM website, which is faithfm.com.au. And you can listen to all the previous episodes from there. Also, we're going to have a free book offer and, uh, you'll need to have this number on your phone. 0488880891. And also a listener question. If you could answer us in the same, uh, same phone number, it's what was something that you remember learning that really helped you? I'll ask the question again. What was something that you remember learning that really helped you? So text us in with your, um, your answer to that. Love to hear from you. Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Yeah, thanks, Dave. So, oh, Leo, oh, Leo. I forgot. <laughs> so the the episodes that we're um, that we've looked at in the past, we're going to review all of those today. That's the plan. And um, throughout this series, we've lo- looked at heaps and heaps of topics. That's taught us about God, sin, the world and us. So I'm not going to do a quick summary here. I'm going to leave that to going through the program today in each of our sections. So we have a lot to look at today, haven't we? Yes, looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah, so please do, as uh, Leo has said, go and catch up on those previous versions. If you want the full summary of it, we're just going to touch a little bit on it today. So this last uh, program today in my series, uh, Are You Listening? We're going to review all of those uh, those other topics. And then when we finish, we're going to look at understanding God yourself. So I think it's very important that we all learn to understand God ourselves, not just from what I've told you or what you've heard Leo say or, or any of the other presenters. It's important to, yeah, take some notes for sure, but go and study the Bible for yourself. And so we're going to look at uh, towards the end, we're going to look at how do you do that? How do you actually find this information for yourself? So thanks for for mentioning that uh, listener question, Leo. Uh, The question was, what was something that you remember learning that really helped you? Mm. What was something that you remember learning that really helped you? Do you have anything that jumps to mind? Straight away when I uh, read the question, I just think, even to this day when when I mow the lawns, my dad taught me a specific way when I was like eight years old. And there's a pattern to how he, he does it. He kind of does a square and then he spirals inwards until it's finished. Okay. And I still do it that way and I hear his voice, you know, like, <laughs> and, and I've passed it on to my, my, my kids. This is how you, <laughs> so, this is how you mow the lawns. <laughs> this is how you mow the lawns. So, yeah, uh, with know, shoes on. That, that's you don't do it always, in your thongs, do you? Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, flip-flops. That jumped to my mind, you know, it's yeah. stuck with me ever since I was a little. And uh, those things are really important, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was solving problems. I don't know if everybody understands what a problem is, like we all have problems. But a mathematical problem is where there's, if the train was travelling, you know, this many kilometres right. and it had to go so far and and it made this many stops, how long did it take to get to um, from A to B if the distance was this far? I'd read the problem and I would just go blank. We had a teacher, a, a maths teacher in high school, for the whole... Three years of high school, I had the same maths teacher, did maths advanced, and I I just, the the, the single thing I remember about him was standing at the front after giving us work to do, and he's picking the earwax out of his ear with his (laughs) pen lid. 
That's that's my memory of him. He gave us no homework for three years. Um, and he just said, I'm here to teach. If you want to learn, you learn. If you don't, that's not my problem. So my father had to give me maths to, to actually learn. I learned the timetables from my dad and a number of other things. But problems, he wouldn't explain how to properly solve a problem. So I, I had a problem with problems until after I joined the Air Force and then I decided I, I was going to catch up. I only went to year 10. I thought, I'm going to go to year 11 and 12. I'll do my trick and then I'll transfer and become a pilot. Didn't happen, but I started anyway. Mm. So I went to night school. And when I went to night school, the very first night, the teacher says, we're going to start by looking at problems. And I thought, oh, oh no, what a place to start. You know, within half an hour, he'd explained it. And it was so clear. I don't know why I ever didn't understand wow, it. Wow, just, he just said, Yeah, he just said, look at the paragraph. He says, the number's in there. You pull all the numbers out and the words tell you how to arrange the numbers. And I thought, What? <laughs> That's simple. <laughs> and then I was able to do it. From there on, I was able to solve problems. <sighs> and, and so I think it's really, really important that the things you learn actually help you. They helped me, mm. and, and I hope they help each one of you as well. So what was the listener question again for us, Leo? The listener question? Uh, make sure we pull the wax out of our ears. Is What was something no. that you remember learning that really helped you? Yeah, uh, problem solving for David at night school. For me, it was my mm. dad and uh, lawn mowing. What was it for you? Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Text us in with your question, and uh, we're going to go to our break. Mm. Our song is called "God Really Loves Us" by Crowder and Dante Bauer, featuring Maverick City. I've got a friend closer than a brother. There is no judgment, oh how he loves me I've got a friend And he is my strength He is my portion With me in the valley, with me in the fire With me in the storm Let all my life
You are listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we are talking with Evan Maxwell on the topic of understanding God yourself. The listener question was, what was something that you remember learning that really helped you? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, text us in your answer, 488 And speaking of text, we've got a good morning from David Edgar. He says, good morning, Leo and Max. <laughs> <laughs> Love from Ed. So we call him Ed. So we got uh, Ed joining the Leeway Max show. So mm. good morning to you. Thank you for your text. Uh, great to hear from you. So, David, we're wrapping up your series entitled, Are You Listening? Mm. With the topic of understanding God yourself. Uh, before the break, you see that today we're going to summarize what we've looked at in the series, then finish by learning how to gain more information about God ourself, or yourself. So how are you going to start us off with uh, this section? Yeah, thanks, Leo. Today we're going to recap on all the studies we've done in these past weeks. So there's been lots of studies, about 20-something, and I want to show what these topics tell us about God because we've looked at the whole topic, but <clears throat> just in case we've missed the point of that topic, we're going to just summarise the topic and then tell us what does it teach us about God. And then we're going to finish by uh, showing you how to study more for yourself, a very important part of it. So first we'll pray for our listeners and then we'll read the passage we're looking at today. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we have people listening online today and we know that they are listening because of their responses. Lord, we ask that you would speak to them from your word today as we read it, as we discuss it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Leo, would you mind reading 2 Timothy three sixteen to 17 and from the New Living Translation for us, please? Yes, absolutely. So it says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Mm, I love that translation. I think it's really, really good. And it's when we read the Bible, we have to remember that it is words inspired by God, written mm. by people who were asking God to lead them and who were led by God to write what they wrote. So we've got to be very careful in our interpretations. And towards the end, we'll actually show you how to get that information for yourself. Mm. I want to start with an illustration uh, I've entitled The Theory of Flight. Now, do you understand The Theory of Flight? I know Jason does. Do I, you understand it? No, I don't. I'm still, I'm, uh, I still am amazed that these big metal machines can be in the can air. Can get up in the yeah. air. They say you put enough power on, on anything, <clears throat> you can even make a brick fly. <laughs> And wow. I think that's true when you yes. look at a, a great big jumbo. Well, when I was in the Air Force, I learned all about The Theory of Flight and what, and what, it was that made an aircraft fly. Now, it's it's an interesting theory. But this was very important for me, not to actually fly the aircraft, but to properly service them. Now, that might sound strange, but the reason you know about theory of flight is so that you know what affects flight mm. when you're looking after and maintaining an aircraft. You don't leave screws sticking out because that'll affect the airflow. You don't leave, you know, bits sticking out here and there. You make sure you fix things properly because... Uh, you know, if an aircraft breaks down in the air, it doesn't just pull over and change the tyre. Right. It crashes. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you've got to be really, really careful. So we had to learn all of those things. So it took a lot of study, but after two and a half years, I was ready to put what I'd learned into practice. And then for another year and a half, you do a practical application of what you learnt to complete a four-year apprenticeship. 
So it was a long time for me as a young person, but I started when I was 15. So too, as we spend a lot of time reading and learning about God, we don't do it just so we can fill our heads with knowledge, although that's often what we do. But we do it so that we can put what we learn into practice, which is what the Christian faith is supposed to be all about. Right. So let's get into it today. So what I would like to do as I wrap up this series is summarize what we've learned, as I've said, so that we're better equipped to put into practice what we've learned. So where we started in this series was that we firstly saw that the Bible can be trusted because of other sources that confirm its contents as well as archaeological evidence that backs up many of its stories. So some of the stories in the in the Bible, people said, not true, haven't found anything in, in the archaeological record that tells us about it, so it can't be right. Now, that's like saying, you know, I don't know how electricity works, so it's not true. Right. You know, that, that's, that, you don't say that. You know, you see that it works. And so you accept that even though I don't understand it, I can see that it works. This shows us that the, that, that God wants us to have a reliable source for real truth because it's been validated sufficiently, not completely. There's room for faith still, but sufficiently that we can trust that's a reliable source. Then we looked at a topic called Ancient Words, Present Truth, and we looked at what was in this reliable contents um, that God gave us in this book. It tells us about who he is, where we came from, where sin came from, and what he's done to resolve sin, and how he's going to soon come and fix it all up again. And this tells us that God values our freedom. He wants us to be able to choose and he wants us to make properly informed decisions based on fact as well as faith. Fact and faith, they're very important. In the topic entitled God, the Universe and Everything, we learnt that God is three distinct beings, yet so connected that they're considered one God, not three gods. I want to read a verse for you that helps me with this understanding. It's one that I don't hear quoted very much, and it's 1 John 5 and verse 7. I'm going to read from the New King James. Mm -hmm. It says, There are three that bear witness. You can't bear witness unless you have a character and personality. There are three that bear witness. Sorry, just lost my place. In heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Now, we have to remember that this is John writing, and he always refers to Jesus as the Word. Mm. So there's three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. I think that's pretty plain. You don't have to read anything into that. So we also learnt that God is loving, patient, merciful, among lots of other things. We learnt that Jesus personally created us and everything else in that topic that we read. Together with these things, they taught us that God spared no expense and got his hands dirty, if you like, because Jesus physically created us because he wanted to be involved with us. And he made us with determination, purpose, and a plan of intimate community in mind. Mm. Uh, In the topic origins, we learnt that mankind was created about 6,000 years ago at the end of six literal days, not in millions and millions of years or billions of years. Um, It gave us purpose to understand where we came from, nature of humanity, if you like. It told us in that topic that we were created to be like and look like God in many ways. 
Now, that was a real shock for me as I, as I started looking deeper into the being like and looking like. How can we look like God? But in ways that we do. There are ways that we do. This topic showed us that God is a relational being and he wants to share in close community with his creation. And that's very, very important. Then we looked at a topic entitled Good and Evil, Light and Dark, and we discovered in that topic where sin came from, that it came from this mighty angel called Lucifer. He took his eyes off God and started to look himself. Pride swelled, and he got to the point where he wanted God's place in heaven. Now, that was a really interesting topic because they were permitted to live out their planned governance, but not in heaven, down here on earth. And uh, I guess the watching universe wanted to see or needed to see, needs to see the idea of rulership, his kind of rulership, what it would be like and would anyone sign up for it? And unfortunately we did, Adam and Eve did. And so we've signed up to it as well. But what it teaches us about God, that topic taught us about God, was that God is loving and fair and he guards the power of free will and choice so much that he won't allow it to be compromised by lies. And so then he ensures that everyone's exposed to both the true and the false and we are able to make up our own minds who we want to follow. Then there was the eternal solution. And in that topic, we learned that God took our penalty for for sin himself through Jesus. He did this to ensure that we would have an opportunity to live together with him forever, if we chose. This topic shows me how much God loves us. He's not willing to leave us floundering in sin, but he did everything he could, everything possible to restore us. Then after that, we looked at uh, what it was like to live the way God wants us to live as a witness to others. And these topics were reflecting Jesus and ambassadors, and some of you might remember that one. What this taught us about God was that he doesn't want us to just be passive believers. He doesn't want us to just fill our mind with all the information, but he wants us to have an active part in bringing others to God. And this creates a selfless character that's very important in heaven. Then finally, before we go to a break, the next two programs we looked at were Joining the Eternal Kingdom and Contracts. Now, these were very interesting topics because in these topics, we saw how God, uh, how we join God's kingdom, if you like, here on earth through baptism, and then we regularly remember what Jesus' sacrifice means to us personally through that taking of the bread and the, and the juice that Jesus instituted when he was here. So what this taught us about God was that Jesus really died for our sins and that by being baptised, we publicly acknowledge that we too want to die spiritually to our life of sin and live spiritually for God. Through these symbols, God wants us to have confidence in a future eternal life just as Jesus was really raised from the dead. So there's a lot there about what uh, God has done for us in those topics. So much. So much, yeah, <laughs> from what you've shared. I mean, it would seem that God gave us all the information so that we would want to spend time with him rather than choose other things or people to lead us. Mm, mm. Yeah, look, I guess you're right, Leo. It doesn't seem like there's much left for us to do. Sounds like God's done it all, doesn't it? Amen. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a bit more. There's a bit more, and we'll cover that after the break. I look forward to it. So, uh, 0488880891, have that number ready on your phone. We're going to have a free offer for a book later on in the program, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, The listener question today is, what was something that you remember learning 
that really helped you. And so our next song is uh, Ancient Words by Michael W. Smith.
You're listening to Tessie Encounters on Faith Faith FM with David Maxwell on a series. Are you listening? And David has been talking about the topic of understanding God yourself. Stay tuned. We've got a free book offer. It's called When the Spirit Descends and Understanding the Role of the Holy Spirit. So stay tuned and text through as we give you the code later on. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Now, David, sir, before the break, you agreed that uh, God has done a lot for us so that we'll be able to live with him again one day. So what's left for us to do then? Yeah, that's a really good question. Quite a lot, in fact. Uh, God has really gone out on a limb, as they say. Uh, but unless we take advantage of what he's done, it doesn't do us much good. It's like a, a gift. Someone can hand you a gift, but if you don't take it, well, it doesn't do you any good, does it? No. So before the break, we also spoke about accepting what he's done and applying as applying to us and then taking steps of obedience in baptism, followed by a transformed life devoted to helping others also be saved. Now, that was key. That was key to Jesus' mission. And in Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians 5, he talks about handing the baton on, if you like, so he, he sought to seek and save the lost, and then when he left, he handed that mission on to us. And I think sometimes we forget that. But this was mostly outlined in the remaining programs that we covered, and so we talked about empowered. And in the topic empowered, we learned about how the church or God's people here on earth were able to do what he wants them to do. And that was through the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came and gave us different uh, gifts and abilities. And we learned that God loves us so much that he gave us these gifts and abilities through the Holy Spirit so that we can actually accomplish what he asks us to do. Um, you know, God doesn't expect us to do it alone. And sometimes we try and do it alone. We, we You know, we're, we're lone rangers, as they say, don't, don't they, Leo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. But we're not. We're not lone rangers. We're supposed to be a group of believers. We're supposed to work together. God planned it like that. So then with the Holy Spirit's gifts, it, it, it helps us all to encourage each other and do what he wants us to do. Then we looked at two topics, kingdom guidelines and rest and recreation. I liked that one the best, I think. But we learned that God's commandments weren't outdated. They're not outdated. They're not replaced. They were and always will be applicable to us. So like Some people say that the commandments are done away with. Well, does that mean I can just come and take your car? I hope not, because <laughs> it no. mean you can come and take my car. <laughs> you know, we don't do that. We don't take things from each other that doesn't belong to us. So the commandments are still there, but not nine of them, not six of them, not four of them, but all ten of them, and they're all applicable. And they're wrapped up. They're wrapped up in two statements that Jesus made, loving God and loving man. So first four, loving God, and the last six talks about loving each other. So we learned that God wants us to obey him willingly, which we do first by building a relationship with him and understanding him. That's how we do it first. And then as we understand him, as we build that relationship, then obeying him becomes a desire. And then he made a special day for us called Shabbat, and it's when we rest together. God and us rest together, and he fills himself with us. Then the next two topics was wholesome stewards and kingdom character. And in those topics, it taught us what God expects of us in terms of behavior. He also wants us to manage what he's given us. And remember, everything he's given us comes from him. 
It's not ours, really. It's, it's mm. on loan. He wants us to manage it, and, and he's given it to us to develop a character that's ready for the sinless halls of heaven and the new earth. And what this teaches us about God is that he doesn't want us to miss out on heaven. He also never wants sin to rise again, so he's using this life here to prepare us to become the selfless people that he wants us to be forever. So this is a training ground, if you like. Right. And then and then we looked at the topic entitled community, and we learnt about God as community, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and the example he put in place for help us to understand this through marriage. So through this we learnt that God didn't intend us to be alone, and sometimes we are, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but he didn't design us to be all by ourselves. We can tend to be a little self-focused if that happens. And he designs the ideal relationship to be a man, a woman, and children. And this best represents all that he is. It also demonstrates through the marriage covenant how strong his covenant is with us. He, he will never break his side of the covenant. And I think that's that's a real encouragement. This to me. What about you? Yeah, Mark? amen. No, I'm just, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. Mm, mm. Yeah. Then we looked at reconciliation and the great reunion. These were really great topics because in these topics we learned that Jesus is interceding for us right now. Jesus is spending time talking about you, listeners, and you, Leo, and me, and, and he's talking with God the Father and he's saying, hey, I know he's you know doing the wrong thing sometimes, but look, he's sorry for it, and my blood paid for that. And God is saying, okay, that's acceptable. And when this process is complete, Jesus will return and take his faithful home. And I think that's not far away. And what this teaches us about God is that he's leaving no stone unturned, as they say, to save us. And he ensures that every person's case has been fairly followed so that we have a just reward for our lives and choices. You know, I think God is not unjust, but he's also not easy. Uh, what I mean by that, he's not just going to say, ah, it's okay, you know, right. it doesn't matter. If we do things that are wrong and we don't uh, seek restitution either from God or from others, we're going to be held accountable for that. So God is fair and he's just, but he's also loving. Then we looked at life beyond, sorry, life beyond life and the thousand years of peace. And, and following that, you know, this this topic or these topics, we looked at what happens either after we die, before Jesus returns, or what happens when Jesus returns. And then we also learn what goes on for the first thousand years after Jesus returns. This taught us that God is more than fair. He's merciful. He doesn't make anyone endure one day more of suffering than they deserve, and he doesn't punish people as soon as they die. He even allows those who reject him to rest in the grave until the day when the final reward is handed out. That's a really loving God. He doesn't put you away in a hot place and say, you can just, you know, toast there for a little bit and we'll sort you out later. No, he lets everybody rest. And I think that's a blessing. Shows the character of God. Mm. And then last week we looked at that really great topic. It was an encouraging topic because it talked about... Um, what God will do once all the sin is dealt with. We also saw what will and won't be in the perfect new earth. And, you know, there's a lot of things today that I'm glad won't be in the new earth. 
There'll mm. be no more death and right. no more crying and sin and suffering. And I think there'll be tears, but not tears of sadness. It says he's going to wipe away our tears. He's going to wipe away that sadness. There'll only be joy. And this showed us that God is fair, but he's also very, very careful. He's been very, very careful in this process, and that's why it's taken so long, I believe, that there'll be no arguments left about the truth and accuracy of his decisions. Both those who will be in the new earth and those who won't be in the new earth will all admit that he's done everything correctly. Wow. So he's saying that every doubt will be removed from everyone's mind, including Satan. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In Philippians 2, 9 to 11, it says, Every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. And it clarifies it, this every, though, because it says everyone in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. So if you're under the earth, you're dead. And even the dead will be raised and shown everything that God has done for us and for them, and they will admit that he was just in his mm. decisions. Amen. Wow. We're going through a lot summarizing everything. Well, what, we it, certainly it's, are. It's awesome. But um, right now, I just want to say hello to Christine, who's messaged in. She said, hello, David and David, or Max and Leo. Uh, one thing that she <laughs> learned as a child from her parents was do unto others, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This has always stayed with me and still makes me stop and think before I react at times. Thank you both for showing up and ministering through your programs. It's really appreciated and enjoyed. We appreciate the text. Thank you, Christine, for texting in. So the book offer, um, the book is called When the Spirit Descends, Understanding the Role of the Holy Spirit by Jan Paulson. Some view Christianity in terms of a set of formal doctrinal statements with little tolerance for charismatic experience. Others see it as a dynamic emotion to be freed from the shackles of dogma. Is there a middle ground between sterile orthodoxy and shallow revivalism? Many answers are found in Jan Paulson's study of the neglected person of the Godhead. Paulson wrestles with such questions as, how would we understand the Trinity? Is the Holy Spirit a gift yet to be poured out in its fullness? What about charismatic phenomena, such as tongues speaking? And how do we test spiritual gifts, to name a few? Uh, born in Norway, Jan Paulsen became the first Seventh-day Adventist to earn a doctorate in theology from the Protestant, uh, what is it called? The, the, the faculty of any German university in 1972 in Tübingen. In 1995, he was awarded a Doctor of Divinity degree, honoris causa, I don't know what that is, from Andrews University. This is a book that may answer many questions you have about the Christian faith. The code will come after the break, but learning about the Spirit is what we all get from this book. So stay tuned. This song is called At the Name of Jesus by Travis Cottrell. In human life 
Listening to Tazzy Encounters and Faith FM, and we are talking with David Maxwell on the topic of understanding God yourself. I promised the code to claim the free cop, uh, free book today. It's uh, we've got three copies to give away, so texting quickly. It's the When the Spirit Descends and Understanding the Role of the Spirit by Jan Pawson. So, if you want to get a hold of their book, the code today is Listen twenty three. No spaces. Listen twenty three. So, if you text that code to zero four double eight. Double eight zero eight nine one. You'll be able to claim the book when the spirit descends. So, David, before the break, you agreed that every doubt will be removed from every being's mind, including Satan, as to God's righteousness and fairness. Mm. Could you please explain how each of us can go and have our own doubts removed about things in the Bible? How, how do we understand God for ourselves? Yeah, yeah. No worries, Leo. Absolutely. It's something that every one of us has to learn for ourselves. And let me illustrate. So in an illustration I call passing the test, when I go to college, university, or take an apprenticeship, I, I can't get someone else to take my test. Well, I guess I can. Probably won't be a good outcome. Uh, neither can I let them do the study for me and then expect that I'll be able to pass the test. No, I need to do the study for myself and then sit the test myself and recall what I've learned. Or in the case of an apprenticeship that's a bit more practical, I need to apply what I've learned to show I've learned the trade properly. Well, it's much the same in the Christian experience. I can't rely on what you know to get me through to heaven. You know, God's not going to ask me, um, David, why, you know, why didn't you choose me? I'll say, uh, <laughs> because Leo told me. Mm. Uh, he'll say, but what did you find out for yourself? Mm. You know, uh, God's not going to say that. You know, it'll be up to each one of us. I need to study for myself and then apply what I've learned. So it's important that we learn to study for ourselves. This is very, very key to our Christian walk. The Bible itself, which is wonderful, the Bible itself tells us how to study it. Now, I think that's fascinating. You don't open a book and the book says this is how you read a book. But the Bible does. Mm. 
In Isaiah 28, 9 to 13, the priests were making, uh, they were actually being false witnesses to the people. They weren't telling the people what, uh, what God wanted them to tell, to know. And so God said that the correct way to learn was to have precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. He repeats that, actually. He says precept upon precept, precept upon precept. So he reinforces it. Line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. And then God says that that's the way you're going to study and that's the way I'm going to present truth to you. And the reason he's going to do that when you go on to read is, if you like, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he says they'll be caught in their words. Because when you study properly, you catch out people who oh, right. are not studying properly. Yes, yes. That's what that passage is talking about. And it's saying that it will, the, the Bible will show elsewhere, the scripture will show elsewhere what you're studying is true when you do line upon line, precept upon precept, mm-hmm. you know, subject upon subject. That's what it's saying. It repeats and enlarges over and over. You see that in prophecy a lot, the repeat and enlarge. Yes. So that's the that's best right. method of Bible study. So we're to compare what somebody says with what the Bible says to see if what they're saying is right. So if someone says, you know, God said, uh, forget about commandments, don't care about that. Um, all you have to do is what seems right in your own eyes. Well, when you look at the Bible, it says don't do that. It says don't just do what you think is right in your own eyes. God has a rule and follow his rulings. So we must carefully compare one scripture to another to ensure that we're understanding it properly. Now, one example quickly that I'll share is Lazarus and the rich man and what the Bible teaches on state of the dead. So when you study overall what the Bible says, what happens when you die, as we looked at, it says when you die, you sleep, you rest, it's quiet, you don't know anything. And then Lazarus and the rich man, this story in the New Testament that Jesus tells, seems like they die and then there's straight to some kind of a reward. Mm. And you have to compare the two and say, well, they don't match up if you see them both as literal descriptions of what happens when you die. But if you looked at Lazarus and the rich men as a parable and you looked at, well, what is Jesus teaching through that parable, you learn that it's in line with what the rest of the Bible teaches what happens when you die. So when you look at that whole passage and the surrounding stories, they're all parables. And that's what I mean by comparing one scripture to another. There's many, many study tools that can help us with this. And the two study tools that I found most useful was a Strong's Complete Concordance with Hebrew and Greek, and it doesn't matter. I know it sounds silly, but it doesn't matter whether you know Hebrew or Greek. They are extremely valuable, That this particular book, right? And an interlinear Bible. Now, if you need to know what they are and you need to know how to use them, please get in touch with us and I can lead you in the right direction there and show you where to get them. They're not expensive. So any one way anyone can get to understand the Bible better and forget about the Hebrew and the Greek is simply to read it through prayerfully. Mm-hmm. When you finish reading it through, start again and keep doing that year after year after year. And what you'll find is that the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you as you reread portions that link elsewhere and these puzzle pieces will fall into place. You'll be surprised what you learn if you just do that. Mm. Then, of course, God wants you to put into practice what you learn. Now, this might, this might take some consulting with other people as you learn how to apply it today. So the Bible will talk about if your children are disrespectful, take them out in front of the temple and stone them to death. Well, we're not going to do that today, right? So you're going to have to talk to some people. This says I've got to stone my kids. 
what do I do? Mm. Uh, a general guide to use when applying Bible's truth is to look for the principle being applied and then apply, apply the principle in our current culture. So when doing this, the Bible uh, makes it very clear that you want to consult with many others. Don't just speak to one person. The Bible says in Proverbs eleven fourteen, also Proverbs, I could have used this one today, in the multitude of counsellors there is safety. And a wise person once said to me, if you're the only one who thinks a certain way, be careful. Yeah. Be careful. He was a wise pastor, I thought. So I bring you back to my opening illustration of the theory of flight. It's important that you study for yourself. You know, I had to know the theory of flight so I knew how to apply what I'd learned. So it's important to study for yourself and then apply what you've learned, especially when it comes to spiritual things. So if after all we've covered, you've been listening... <laughs> And you'd like to know more about any of these topics or how to study the Bible yourself, please get in touch so we can assist you with tools and advice and any other way that we can. Mm. Best decision we can make is getting to know God for ourselves. And mm. um, that wraps up the Are You Listening series that you've gone through, but you're going to start a new one next, next week called uh, yep. Lost and Found. Yeah, Teachings of Jesus, Lost and Found, and that series is a short series, and we're going to look at six teachings of Jesus about the lost and the found. Well, that sounds interesting. Yes, uh, join us um, next Wednesday. I'll be going through my last, uh, wrapping up my series of The Seven Roles of Christ, and uh, I'll be with Jason. And next week's one is Christ as our King. Christ as our King, the all-sovereign uh, Jesus Christ coming to reclaim His territory. So the book... When the Spirit descends, you can claim that, sending in the code LISTEN23, one word, to 0488880891. And um, so our last song that we're going out with this um, uh, today is going to be uh, Take the World But Give Me Jesus. So mm. with the summary that we just went through today, I really hope that as you've learned all these things about getting to know Jesus and are you listening that this is something that you will choose to do. Um, everything else is secondary to getting to know Jesus. And so this song, Take the World by Give Me Jesus by Mark Miller. God is speaking. Are you listening? Take this world but give me Jesus All its joys are but a name But His love
I'll live.